This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld And I gotta say I want to know if you agree with me. You have, you must say. I must say, this week has gone by very fast. Okay. <laughs> Do you agree? Um, <laughs> Compared maybe, to I the last few weeks. I, I can't, I don't, honestly, like this week feels like a blur, which maybe means that it's gone by quickly, but also yes. I just think means that I, like, my brain is just sizzled to a crisp. Maybe. Um, it's funny, we haven't recorded since I did an Instagram Live with hypnotist Kimberly Friedmutter on yes. Tuesday. Um, and that feels like it was a thousand years ago. But, but- it was, <laughs> I got, I kept getting scared. I kept going in and out of the live because I was like, uh-huh. I don't want to, I don't want to like be hip, like I don't want to like wait for the wrong <laughs> time. So I kept like coming in oh and God. out, but um, she seems like very nice, like a very sweet she was- person. She was lovely to talk to. She actually, I'm I'm the kind of person where I'm super skeptical and like, I'm very not like, I'm not into like spiritual energy, mm-hmm. like any of that stuff. Um, but hypnoti- hypnotism is like a little different than that because it's, it's not like, it's not the same as being like psychic or like medium, being a medium and, or something. Yeah. Like it's more just about like using your mind in a different way. And I, I actually... I really enjoyed some of the things she had to say. She gave us some behind the scenes little tidbits about the day she filmed for Salt Lake City, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and I've I've been trying her sleep technique and I, I feel like I need to try it a little more. But um, yeah, I don't think it worked like typically doesn't work <laughs> after like one round, but I hope it works because if it well, does. When she was like when she was walking me through it on live, I did feel very relaxed and it was like ac- actually like I felt like I felt something. I just have to like force myself to commit to it if I want to do it on my own at night. Yeah. I don't know. I also just like watch too many TikToks in bed, so it's hard for me to fall asleep. Yeah. Let's let's get into today because we have a lot to talk about. We are of course going to talk about the Salt Lake City reunion, but before that, let's chat about Below Deck. Namely, I feel like this week it's all about Elizabeth. She is she's really going through it. She had the worst 30th birthday ever. And now she is just in like full state of delusion about her relationship with James. And it's, it's kind of tough to watch. It is one of the hardest things to watch because whenever anyone's in a relationship and like you're in the midst of a breakup and you just aren't on the same page, that's like what we were watching, but it was so it, I was texting Dylan. It couldn't have been more obvious that James isn't interested. And as much as we've seen right. James be like an a- nice and then an asshole and then like whatever, he's not, he's actually not being mean right now. He, I feel like he like literally doesn't know what else to do to show her. He hasn't even spoken to her and she's like, 
So like, do you want to go on a trip? Like, wait, do you have to go back to work? Like, do you, I'm not saying we move in, but like, do you think we should like travel? And he was like, no, (laughs) I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think you're right that it's like, James has been kind of a dick to her. Like he's, he hasn't been like super great about this whole situation, but we're at the point where if Elizabeth still can't take the hint, at this point, it's not James's fault. <laughs> like, it's yes. maybe he hasn't gone about it. He hasn't gone about it in like the nicest, most gentlemanly way. But he hasn't also been leading her on this whole time. Like the the leading on ended like three episodes ago. We all knew totally. And I do have to say because now I was kind of sticking up for Elizabeth a few weeks ago, even though I was fully aware she wasn't good at her job. I was just kind of giving her the benefit of the doubt, even after the mustard. Mustard, what's it? What was that called? The mustard gas situation. Why is it though? Because Francesca, you know, just gets on my nerves. Why is it that no one has like put her on the hot seat? Like, I don't understand why it's like just Elizabeth. Like, we see Francesca and Rachel get into it yet again, and it's Mm -hmm. Francesca who messed up. Like, why is she always like getting away with everything? I think it's hard when you're when it's the chief stew that's fucking up because like on Below Dick Med, we've seen Captain Sandy really micromanage Hannah. Right. right. But I think f- for the most part, a captain probably isn't really going to get involved unless there's unless there's a major issue that is brought totally. to their attention. And so, you know, Rachel and Francesca are having all these issues. But honestly, like, I mean, th- Captain Lee has been made aware of it in some sense, but it's not like Rachel is or it's not like Francesca is like doing some fireable offense. It's just like they keep having these communication issues. So I think it's hard when you're the chief stew, like unless you're doing something so bad that needs to be reported to the captain, it's like, there's nobody really to tell you to do your job better. Well, and you know, it gets bad now going back to Elizabeth because she stayed on the boat because Francesca was like, there's no fucking way in hell you're coming with us to this beach picnic. You're not coming to the beach. She stayed on and she used it as like a, day off i don't like Mm -hmm. i don't know what's wrong with like this girl really and she was like (laughs) nicely asked captain lee if she can use the slide and captain lee is it okay (laughs) if i do you think it's okay if i go on the water slide and he's like Like, uh i i guess if you finish all your work doing your job yes there's like a pile of dishes in the sink (laughs) i yeah it's so elizabeth is just like to me I think she actually has been pretty great TV this season, but it's like she is objectively bad at her job. Oh, yeah. And so it is no surprise at the end of the episode, Eliz- or Francesca has wanted her gone for charters upon charters. Oh, well, it was a surprise to someone. Oh, my God. Oh. Elizabeth. So Elizabeth gets called to the Sunday? captain's Sun- Sunday char- Sunday? bridge. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still captain's bad about room. words. Um, and Elizabeth is like, Oh, like, okay, yeah, I'll go up. And every it's funny because everybody else on the boat is like, yeah. there there she goes, like yeah. it's happening. And she goes in and, and Francesca starts talking. She's like, so, you know, we've come to a decision. There's just been too many mistakes. And like, blah, 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 blah. And Elizabeth's, the look on her face is like, it's like she's having her pet puppy, like, taken away from her. <laughs> and she's like, no, like, oh my God, like, what? And it's like, Elizabeth. Come on. Okay, but at the same time, now that we've gotten to know her a little, 
she really had no idea, Dylan, like she had she, no yeah. idea she was doing anything wrong. Like not she's, a clue. It's funny because she's like, yeah, I mean, I know, she, like, I feel like she, if she was doing like an exit interview, she would be like, well, I mean, yeah, like I know I was like, I had sex in the guest cabin and I did the mustard gas and I know I like slept late <laughs> and I forgot to do this chore and this and this and this, but like, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I, Wait, that's so good, but. But also, I I know I have said this in the past, too, where Francesca is just so fed up with her. Like, today, we even saw her ignore her when she was, like, Elizabeth set up the table for breakfast. And she's like, yeah, I, like, never have done this before. So, like, does the fork go there? Like, like her first time doing that. And Francesca just blatantly ignored her. But, like, Francesca, tell her what to yeah. do. I think it's, it's clearly, you like. You don't know what you don't know. Francesca's management is lacking a little bit, but it's also totally the kind of thing where it's like Elizabeth is past the point of no return, <laughs> but Francesca's not really like making an effort anymore. Yeah. Whatever. We have supposedly two charters left, but next week is the season finale. So I believe we are, uh, we have pushed up against the boundaries of COVID and the season is going to come to an unceremonious end. But well, we also see next episode, like the firing goes a little bit further and Francesca right, like, is like Elizabeth chased by not, Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth has not left the boat yet. So we, we love have... to see all the people who get fired and quit from this, from this show and stay on the boat. And we're like, no, no, it's you actually, have to go. It's actually funny because she got fired. There's supposed to be two charters left, but because the season got cut short, she's in every episode. She doesn't actually leave before the end of the season. <laughs> I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish, and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue, to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want, with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Dallas. I thought this week was... A little bit of a, a a little bit of a slowdown from last week's episode. There was a little less going on. Um, you know, we see Deandra with her shaman. We see Stephanie going way over budget with her charity. But it really, it mostly boils down to Tiffany Moon's pizza party. Oh, totally. I can, to be honest, I can definitely do without any more scenes of Deandra and the shaman. Like I, I just, I'm Darren the shaman, like <laughs> yeah, sucking like, I'm the boogers out of her nose. <laughs> Tiffany's pizza party has proven to me. Mm-hmm. that I will choose to never go to a party okay. or anything at Tiffany's home because let mm-hmm. me tell you what she started off with by saying, 
which I forgot to mention. I know we talked about Summer House of, like last week, but right. something I forgot to bring up, which Tiffany also mentioned too. Sierra mentioned that she's not a girl's girl, which to me oh. was an automatic red flag. Tiffany right. this week didn't say she wasn't a girl's girl. She just said she grew up not having a group of girlfriends because she was like studying. And let me just tell you, it goes for guys too. In my opinion, that's like a, that's, it's just weird because she's on the show now to, which I, I love that she's like really trying to get that right now, but, at, but she doesn't know etiquette. Yeah, I think like that we learned at a young age. I think there's a difference in like the way Sierra was saying, I'm not a girl's girl. I do yeah. think there's a difference between that and Tiffany. Cause I think totally Tiffany comes more from like, how her upbringing was like, I think it's partially a cultural thing that it's like her focus in school wasn't on, you know, having a group of friends. It was like studying and all of that. But that being said, I do think she needed like, she needed to watch a few more episodes of housewives before she threw a housewives party. My God. Okay. I will say, first of all, I don't have any issue with her setting an end time to the party. I do. No, no, no. Okay. Keep going. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I think, I think, Based on her situation, you know, she she works a lot. She has a very different, without placing like a value judgment on it, she has yeah. a very different way of life and work situation than most of these other women. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfectly fine to set the expectation. She wasn't like, the party started, I think, at like seven. It wasn't like, you're only allowed in my house for an hour, whatever. And I think it was like a little, I understand if that's not normally how these women have these events, but I think they blew it a little out of proportion before they even got there. I see what you're saying, but I agree with the other women only because there are other ways for her to go about it. Like Cameron said, say it in the original text, be like, Hey, I'm having a pizza party from seven to 1030. Absolutely. Totally normal. Totally fine. Or, when you're at the actual party, be like, hey, guys, just when when you know when you want them to leave, just be like, let's like wrap it up, whatever. But like to send a text message to a group of women, like telling them when they have to go home. And here's your third option. Move it to another night when like you can have fun and like let your hair down and like have a good time. I don't know. I just feel like there I were. I just think like if it's a. Was it a big if deal? It's a week no. Night and what, was it weird? If it's a week, yes. That's the thing for me is it's like I, I get that the women are like, this isn't normally how we do it. Like, what does she mean? she has a life but like i think it's it was like a little stupid that they were getting like up in arms about it when it's like just go to the fucking party like do you really want to be at tiffany's house longer than three and a half hours for this pizza party like oh, i i agree in the sense where like carrie looks at these types of nights out as like raging and like in and maybe that's how tiffany was like looking at it where she's yeah. like this is a pizza party how can i let these women know that we're not drinking tequila till 3 a.m because carrie's like oh night out like let's go she's like no we're just having dinner so like right it's like it's literally like it's dinner and i mean like she's serving wine like it's not like it's like some dry weird, party so, like, yeah yeah like <laughs> but they're acting like every time they're in a group setting is like tequila and it's like <laughs> just chill like you're like n- not to age shame or anything but it's like carry your 50 like just go to dinner like right. and <laughs> uh, yes and so then we all get to I, I always say we like i was there and we all get there and as a group we got to the house there are shoe covers which i am familiar with like uh-huh. i used to work at a daycare and in the infant room you got to put your shoe covers on but oh. have them at the door or have your husband who is greeting the women 
at the door to explain it to them. Like that's not the women's fault to be trekking through their, her house, like without the shoe covers on, but the way she like, um, the way she reacted, I was, she would, you can tell she was tense. Like each thing that happened, she was not used to having people in her home, which again, also not that like typical. She wants her house as a museum, which don't we all, but people go into museums, just letting you know. Like they uh, yeah, I mean, to me, I, I totally get the thing of being, you know, if you don't have people over a lot, being like a little apprehensive, having a little social anxiety. But I do think she was kind of like setting herself up for not failure, but like for not the best situation. Um, yeah, it was just I I think it's perfectly acceptable to have boundaries when people are yeah. coming into your home. But it was just like. It was like a few too many rules when she was like, you know, if you're going in the bathroom, put the shoe cover on, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, it was like one. And then when when they were doing the pizza making contest, it was like it was what we were talking about with Atlanta, where when you're trying to have organized fun and it's like, just let people make the fucking pizzas. You don't have to say who's having a bite of who's like, yeah, because just, just have fun. She was almost making it seem like that was a table of six-year-olds. And she's like, guys, listen, like you're gonna make the pizza. And and they all the yeah. I loved when they went to each the woman's face and they're like, We got like we got it. We we know. And then right. like, when she if said there's that, a table of toppings and everybody has a pizza dough, you know what to do with that. When she said that everyone needs to take a bite of every single pizza, and Cameron was like, That's a that's, so- that's a lot of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiffany's like, Cameron, like a bite. <laughs> But like, and she's like, oh, 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 okay. Tiffany okay. was also a little, or I know she was excited. Listen, I totally get it. Like that was a lot for her, a pizza party at her house. I don't, I don't know. I've had more people in my apartment in the city, not for a pizza I, party, but she. But you weren't filming for a TV show, and it was these particular group of women coming over. She was like, okay, and she was getting like excited at random times, and I was like, wow, like she, this is her big night. Like good yeah. for her. That's the thing for me is I think. I think Tiffany definitely made some missteps in this episode, but I do think, I think everything she was doing was coming from a place of, she was like overthinking wanting it yes. to be the best event. Yeah. I think she had good intentions. And the really the only thing that I think she really did like wrong, wrong was the cricket thing. I just think she shouldn't have done it, especially after I mean, yeah. the chicken foot fallout, which we, I mean, we know was more than it needed to be Cameron was like really stuck on it for a few weeks, but it's just like, why go there? Like, that, just don't, it was just not like, funny. Leave, <laughs> leave the food out of it. Like there's nothing wrong with eating crickets, but there's also nothing wrong with not wanting to eat crickets. Like, yeah. I also have to say, I noticed that all of the toppings were in like contain, like takeout containers, those mm-hmm. plastic like containers. And I noticed that Deandra walked in with one with a bow on it. So I thought that she like brought something as a gift, like in a takeout <laughs> container. And I was like, what is that? But then I was like, oh my God, Deandra definitely brought like a topping. And Here's I was your sausage, Tiffany. Yeah. Wait, but so have I you noticed? Thought, have you noticed in the opening credits this season that Deandra's voice in her tagline is like an octave lower than it usually is? Oh no, like Dallas girls are sugar and spice. Oh Mom's my god, still working on nice. <laughs> oh my god, no. Wait, but the whole cricket thing, like that, yeah, that was uncalled for, and I don't think Brandy throwing up was exaggerated. I think that that would happen to like normal people. I think what was exaggerated was Carrie going like back and forth and announcing it to the entire table that she's yes. seriously throwing up like we I yeah agree. i know yeah i i do you know like 
your reaction is your reaction. Honestly, I think Tiffany should have waited and texted them like the next day or something rather than saying it at the table. Also, oh, people, about telling them that the crickets. Yeah, that the, yeah, because then they. I mean, nobody knew. That's the thing. Like Brandy wasn't throwing up because it tasted gross. She was throwing up because of the idea of it. Right. And okay, but also people did point out. I posted about this on Instagram. I believe Brandy was like pretty newly pregnant at that time. I'm not sure if she knew she was pregnant. The women, obviously not everyone didn't know she was pregnant, but Mm -hmm. that is something to consider when you're talking about somebody's uh, digestive issues. Yeah. Um, But you know, overall, I think Tiffany means well. I just think she, uh, she's, she's trying a little too hard and she needs to, she needs to just like let loose a little bit and not try to control the situation so much. And I will be, extremely interested to see how that goes on the trip to Austin, which is starting next week. Which I'm really like, wish I was going to I wonder if they're going to Lake Travis because that's like the lake everyone goes to with all the boats. And that's where they went season one. When, uh, I don't remember when Leanne Locken famously said she was going to gut Marie like a fish. Got it. I love, we, we love threats on housewives. We love threats on housewives. (laughs) Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, we got to get to this Salt Lake City reunion. This Ooh. was this was a, a doozy of a part one. <laughs> I... I feel like the hour went by so fast because it was just like, it was like a ping pong game, like back and forth, so much going on. Everybody, everybody came prepared. I thought everybody came ready to go. And interestingly, this was, would not have been my expectation. I feel like the most reserved person at part one of the reunion is Jen Shaw. Was Jen, yeah. We, she says that we're going to get Zen Jen and perhaps we got a little bit of Zen Jen. I don't think it's going to stay that I way do all three not parts. Think but... it's, I do not think it's going to last 
past part one, but I think she probably had a talking to before the reunion and was I, like, reel I think it in. She, I think she probably had a coach shop pep talk. And, and watched I think the she, season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she went in with probably a few kind of like key points. And one of them was like, don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that thing. Um, I have to say also, before we get into specific things, I was really impressed with Ms. Mary M. Cosby. I, I thought she, she's my favorite person. Like in the, after, the world after right essentially now. disappearing for the second half of the season, I thought she reappeared and reasserted herself. And she, I think she's doing a good job. A lot of the time, it's tough if you're at the reunion and you're not involved in a lot right. of the individual conversations. But I think she found a lot of opportunities to sort of get in there. And, you know, whether it was making commentary or kind of just little asides or like, you know, getting involved in other people's conflict, there is an art to that without feeling like, you know, because do you remember at last year's New Jersey reunion, it felt like Jen... Jennifer was like inserting herself into every conversation yeah. and just like couldn't stop talking. Yeah. There's that way to do it. And then I think Mary did it correctly where it's like you make your presence known and you find, you find little openings to get in there, but it never felt like she was trying to talk over everyone else. Not at all. I never, I have never doubted Mary. I've talked about her the entire season. I, of course, the beginning, we're like, what the hell's up with this woman? And I really, really enjoy her. She, you know, it's funny that you just said that you could tell throughout it because she was being pretty genuine. She was like, my feelings were hurt. Like, why, why do I make you so mad? Like, why do I? And we don't know if Jen and Mary have mm -hmm. ever talked after the season. We don't know if this is the first time they saw each other. They're sitting next to each other. Yeah. And she was saying little comments with, throughout the entire reunion, which I thought was the funniest thing in the world. But I think she was doing it on purpose to try to get a minor reaction out of Jen, because yes. knowing they were at the reunion and like Jen couldn't do that. It's okay. You mentioned that they're sitting next to each other. The seating chart for this reunion is bizarre because we have Lisa and Lisa and Meredith are on opposite sides. Right. Lisa and Mary are sitting next to each other and they are going at it. Right. The only people sitting next to each other that really make sense are Whitney and Heather. And it's like, I mean, I guess they're all sitting far enough apart that because of COVID that it's like, it's not like you have to share a couch with your enemy, but it, it is funny that it's like Lisa and Meredith are so far away from each other. I do have to say something about reunions in general. Like last one was obviously the freshest. So it reminded me and it's different because COVID they're not on a couch. So they are very far mm -hmm. away from each other. I don't like when the camera shows one person at a time, because you don't know what they're reacting to. It's totally an editing thing. Like you don't yeah. know if they're reacting to what that person speaking is saying right now. Like I wish you, we, we can see the scene, but obviously when they're, th they were very far apart. You can't, they had to like zoom love, up from the top. I love, there were some really great moments in the Southern charm reunion also where they did like a three person split screen. And some of those reaction shots were like, incredible <laughs> yeah heather heather's um, the queen of reactions heather of is show. like heather i the feel queen like in heather is listening to everyone talk at this reunion with a very like okay oh like if that's what you're going with sure like she has heather, such good comebacks and like responses to everything 
I was I was not expecting Heather and Lisa to go at it the way they did in this first part of the reunion. I so I know you have you have a lot of thoughts about Lisa. Yep. So let's talk about her. Lisa to me came in almost more with the energy that I expected Jen to have at the reunion, where she feels like everything she's saying, like she has she's basically like written herself a script for like how she's going to go after everyone. Mm -hmm. And that she's like, it's, it's coming across maybe a little too much, but I personally, I personally enjoy it because I think she is, she's, you can tell that she is like hungry at this reunion. And she's like, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And like, I, I don't think she's always right, but I, I appreciate the energy. I agree with you in the sense that she came in hungry, but like chill, there's no reason for that. Like she came in wanting to fight with people as opposed to just sitting and letting it happen. And like, she made herself the one that was arguing and fighting with everyone on the stage. And the thing is with her is that anytime anyone said something to her, I can't stand when people do this. Like Whitney, for example, was like, you're dismissive. And she goes, you're dismissive. Like she uses, yeah. I hate when people use the same <laughs> word. She did it like four times. Also, she was when, like, when Heather said that she was traumatized by Lisa and Lisa goes, well, I'm traumatized by you. You traumatized. Yeah. I was like, you Lisa. traumatized me. And it's like, like <laughs> Lisa, like, Lisa Barlow is many things, but I don't think she's traumatized by Heather Gay. <laughs> also, and then she was just going at people, making comments, and then she gets even... Ru- I just think she's very rude. And so she even gets ruder we see next episode, which we'll obviously talk about. But she was, like, coming for Whitney so politely, as usual, was like, you... um I don't I th- I don't think you're jealous of me. I think you just like talk down to me basically and Lisa was like I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But then she was saying how Whitney shouldn't have been like twerking and whatever in front of the husbands and then they both at the same time go who are you doing splits in front of and they did the flashback of her and then, doing splits but, and then lisa's response was i i do splits like i wasn't twer- like stop lisa like, i only stop. she she tweeted i only twerk for jb which is like, like stop. <laughs> i these women are actually i think they have a really great live tweet game like meredith i think is very interesting on twitter we so we talk a lot about um we have a lot of Jen and Meredith back and forth in this first part of the reunion. Sorry, I just have to say it. I have never in my life seen someone who wants to be less involved in a show than Meredith, and I would not be mad. I'm putting it on record right now if she didn't come back next season. I'm over her. I feel the opposite. I think Meredith's energy is important because mm-hmm. she has this like calm rage that but like it's enough because she doesn't say anything like she she like is so close she's like she wouldn't even talk about like the cigarette andy was like trying to get her she's like do you smoke and she was like yes occasionally so let's talk about that so on we're talking about jen and meredith and a lot of their issues come back to jen's interactions with brooks both on social media and on the show and so they're talking about this night when Jen came over and Brooks and Chloe were there and they alleged that they saw Jen's vagina and were so uncomfortable and blah, 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 blah. And Jen is like, well, I was there. And the only reason Brooks was uncomfortable was because he went upstairs and you were smoking and we're like, I'm watching this and I'm like, okay. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know that Meredith smoked, but it doesn't seem like some big bombshell to me. <laughs> like, and, who cares? And then all of a sudden it's like, do you smoke? And she's like, I mean, occasionally, you know, I might have three drinks and then I'll have a cigarette. Like, 
And all of a sudden, Meredith is like, Jen, you took you took a video of me smoking a cigarette. Like it's some like that's some big, big blackmail secret that I have a video of you with a cigarette. And it's like, what? Like <laughs> she also oh, no, like anytime so an, any I know it was it was kind of weird. I was like, what were you? Were you smoking something other than a cigarette? Like, what's the big deal? I don't no, even it was understand. Very, it, it became very clear that they were talking about cigarettes. No, like, I'm kidding. I like, I know yeah, but, like, no, she was making seem, but Andy, but, even anytime he asked a question, she was like, I disagree. That's not true. And that's the only thing she said the entire episode. I was like a little disappointed. And I do have to say, I'm not, I'm not team Jen ever, but last night was very funny when they were talking about Brooks, Mark's track suits mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, you went after my child, blah, blah, blah. And Jen dead serious goes, no, but like, it was a fat. There was one tracksuit, and then Meredith goes, "It was one tracksuit, like it was factual." And then they go to Mary, and Mary goes, "No, but they were a little different, right? Like they were stitch it. Like it was just like the funniest, like underrated." Mary, part. honestly, like as as much as I think Mary is like a shady character in a lot of stuff that we haven't really seen on the show, she com- she comes across very like sort of naive and genuine some ways when she's like, yes, the track, I thought the tracksuit was, you know, whatever. (laughs) I, (laughs) this whole tracksuit thing is so funny that they bring it up over and over again. When, when Jen is like, you invited me to sleep over and Meredith is like, I never invited you to sleep over. You passed out and it gave you a Brooks Marks tracksuit to go home the next morning. It's like, why are we talking about the tracksuit again? Again, again, I think that was, I think Jen kind of caught Meredith in a lie because Meredith caught herself and she goes, I'm not talking about this anymore. And I was like, again, you're not talking about something. So I kind of felt for Jen in that situation. So I was like, I definitely do think Meredith is lying in this situation. Like, I feel like they're getting the nights mixed up, not a lie, but I think that they're both talking yeah. about two different Things. I don't know. And also, can we stop talking about Brooks and his tracksuit? Like, it's it's like weird that it's like come up this many times. You know. Oh, I will say though. Okay, one one final thought about Brooks, and okay, then we can ahead. move on. <laughs> I think it it frustrates me that they are talking about him being a child because he's twenty two. He's not a child, and also he w- he was taking a semester off of school and was clearly like willingly showing up to film they showed his whole fashion show like there is a big difference between talking about him and talking about somebody's like 13 year old daughter also welcome to the real world like of course he's gonna get criticized she was like you shouldn't criticize him you should talk him up of course the world yes but you're also going to get criticized especially in the fashion industry hello i will say meredith posted screenshots jen liked a lot of tweets that were like really rude about really that's fine yeah um because okay. you don't talk about the children, regardless of their age. That's still her child. So that's... Yeah. I, well, and it's just like, it's one thing to talk about a specific situation, but you don't need to be out here liking tweets that are like, I hate Brooks. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Wait. So oh, there's just, there are so many little, little things that happen, but we do have to say that Andy brought up Heather putting Jen in the car when Jen was so mm-hmm. drunk and Heather was like, no, I haven't gotten an apology yet. And Jen goes, I'm sorry, Heather. And, and Andy was like, Jen, that was not. I'm, so, heart- I'm sorry, heart- Heather. That was really nice. That was not heartfelt <laughs> at all. And then Jen's Jen like, like, what? Yes, it, what? Was. it was. And, and everyone was like, no, Jen. she was like, Heather, it reminded me of mean girls. It was totally mean girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> And I'm sorry for saying it again now. I, yeah, it's, 
it was such a weak apology. And I feel like Heather, she says that she wants to be the kind of friend who will always be there for you, no matter what, basically, no matter how kind of how much she is left behind, how much she feels like Jen has. She says that she thinks Jen t- traded up for Lisa and Meredith's friendship. And I like, I mean, we obviously we've talked about how we love Heather. She just deserves so much better. And yeah. I thought it was really that Mary was like, that's not friendship. Like, that's not like even like Mary, who seems so like detached from reality sometimes, even can have that read that it's like, that's not how friends like friendship works. Yeah, and Jen tried and like hope- going into her and Mary goes, I don't want to be friends with you. That's the difference. And I was like, oh, Mary, yes. We've seen we've seen Whitney, I think, kind of find her voice a little more and be like, I'm not gonna just like I'm gonna speak up about Lisa. Like I'm not gonna put up with her shit. And I hope Heather can channel that energy more because I think I mean she I'm sure she knows now, but like most of the people watching this show are on her side. And so she's not like some you know, she's not some weak person that is like an underdog. It's like, no, like you're the fan favorite. Like, well, not according treat- to Lisa, where Heather is the reason why no one, everyone's mean to Lisa. And Heather was like, I'm sorry, repeat that one more time. I'm the reason that you're getting like mean DMs. No, no, <laughs> Lisa, you did that to yourself. And I just, one of my favorite moments of the night was when Heather told Lisa, write a book. I won't read it. <laughs> she's really funny. Like, but. Yeah, I'm ex- I, I I think that the women didn't expect for their characters to land. Not you know, I don't like calling them characters, but you know what I mean? Their characters to land the way they yeah. did. Like I don't think Heather went in knowing she was going to be the fan favorite of the show. I think Lisa definitely right. went in thinking she's going to be number 1 and Meredith I think, I think thought she was yeah. signing up for a different show. Jen thought she was going to be the total queen bee. Yeah. Lisa I think thought she was going to be like the the boss bitch and i mean like they she is in that that's like her life like i do believe that she's a successful businesswoman but like the way she's come off in terms of her personal relationships it's like yeah you do come across as cold and she's like she's like i seem cold but i'm just hardworking. like i'm very warm and it's like well we haven't seen that really at all wait and also that's funny you brought that up because she kept saying how she's successful that's how you have to be and whitney was like so you have to you can't be nice to be there's plenty of like that when mm-hmm. when Lisa said that I was like Lisa stop like stop making it seem like you have to act the way you do to other people to like make it in the world no I actually no. yeah I thought one of there it was a nice moment when Andy asked a question about her saying that she doesn't answer the phone for her kids when she's at Sundance and he asked about you know what if they really need her for something and she got really emotional and she was like, that's the one thing, like, I love my kids. Like, they're the best thing that's ever happened to mm-hmm. me. And I thought that was kind of a refreshing moment from Lisa. And I wish that she would kind of tap into that more. And I, I mean, at this point, I'm assuming everyone will be back for season two if they want to be. And I I hope that she kind of lets the show explore that side of her, assuming that that side of her really does exist. Because I think we all get that we all get the boss bitch energy from her. And I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. I do enjoy that. I honestly, like I like, I enjoy Lisa a lot on the show. I think she is a great real housewife, but I think she would benefit from portraying herself in a little more well-rounded light when it comes to her family and her relationships. Yeah. Listen, it was a good first season for them. I don't, everything I say 
I don't know them personally. It's just my <laughs> my reaction from the show. I definitely liked her better on the show than in this reunion. I did not like what I saw in this reunion. I really didn't from her. You know, you know what I she didn't like good, that though. I, she looked good. You know really what I good. didn't like that I saw those what? orange hands. The orange <gasps> hands were were tough. Oh my God. Listen, really tough. I don't spray tan like I don't. I've because I'm scarred from. I had a very, 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 very bad experience. <laughs> like, oh no, worse than Lisa's hand. Yeah, it was brutal. And I was the maid of honor. Of I was the maid of honor for my friend's wedding. Like, it was, it was yes, really bad. <laughs> so I felt for her, but it was so it was, just yeah. Don't do the spray tan. <laughs> I do, I do appreciate though. Roll footage. She is. She's trying to be the producer. <laughs> Wait, and <laughs> I think it's so funny. And Whitney comes with receipts and. Andy goes, this was a bad... Um, you got a bad Xerox, babe. Xerox? Like, he couldn't read it. I felt so... I was like, Whitney, like, come on. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Ugh, I love this. I think great start for the reunion. Yeah. I'm feeling very good. We have two more parts. And I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a good it's one. It's going to be wild. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Anyway, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow don't forget to rate review subscribe follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and just be cool don't be all like uncool thank you to our sponsor splash refresher meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless splash refresher makes hydration deliciously easy splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness all with zero sugar and zero calories i am gonna go grab myself a wild berry splash now that i am done recording and you should too consider your hydrated self thriving find splash refresher today on amazon and instacart or at your local walmart sam's club or kroger Batches.